Good day and welcome to today's edition of Seekers of Meaning, the podcast arm of Jewish Sacred Aging, and I'm your host, Rabbi Richard Address. And again, if you'd like to reach us, uh, please email me any ideas, suggestions, thoughts to Rabbi Address at JewishSacredAging.com. Um, tonight, and this is uh, airing on the 15th of April, so hopefully you have your taxes done. But tonight, Jews around the world will gather uh, to begin the week of celebration of Passover. And it is that to really that we want to focus on on today's edition of Secrets of Meaning, because we're going to take a little bit of a different tack from uh, interviews of individuals uh, who have something to say, perhaps, to our situation of aging and the revolution and longevity. But I'd like to really share some ideas with you on this very, very special holiday. As you know, Passover is really the most celebrated of all the holidays, festivals that we have in the Jewish community, even more so than Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And it's a family celebration. It's a home celebration. And it really does bring around a table generations, Lador Vador. The number four is very, very important to us. Uh, we have the four questions, um, uh, the four types of children, so this number four is uh, important in our Seder ritual. So what I would like to do is uh, very briefly sketch out something that I'm, I'm inviting you to think about, those of us of our generation. Uh, I'm going to invite you to take a look at four questions that I'm going to raise with you. These are part of a larger conversation that we share sometimes with congregations and organizations, but I wanted to share them with you tonight or today and for the week, really. Uh, there are four questions based upon four very, very interesting texts within our tradition, four texts that ask a question, just like we'll be doing at the Seders. The first one is comes from Genesis 3, which is perhaps, in, in, in my opinion, the most powerful text that we have in the entire Torah. Uh, Genesis 3 asks the question, Ayeka. The question is, where are you? And of course, Understanding for where we are in our life has nothing to do with where we are physically, but really it has to do with where we are at this moment in our life uh, with so much transition and, and, and so many things impacting us, uh, not the least of which is a war, uh, not the least of which is the pandemic now in our third year. Where are you spiritually? Genesis 3 really begins this conversation because it raises within our tradition the very, very fundamental reality that of mortality, that the fact that we're going to die. Um, that's the genius of this particular chapter. It, it's the mythology of Adam and Eve, to re, if, it, just to have you recall. The power of this question, I think, is especially important for us as we get older, because as, as we get older, as we understand and begin to deal with the necessary or natural losses that occur to all of us in, in, if we live long enough. And we, we see the changes in ourselves, our bodies, our families, the world. Where, where are we? Where are we in all this? Uh, what does this mean? It is perhaps the Ecclesiastes 1 questions, uh, some of the Job questions. It is really the, the reality of our own mortality and the understanding of that on a very deep neshama level. Some people, as you know, just don't want to deal with it. But I think subconsciously, psycho-spiritually, we all deal with it in our own way. And so when the tradition begins the Torah of asking, Ayaka, where, where are you now? Where are you in, in your life? And it raises 
I'm going to suggest to you the three what we call the why questions of existence. These, these are really the only questions that matter. Uh, everything else is commentary. Um, these questions are, why was I born? Why must I die? Why am I here? What is the purpose of my brief, as a blink of an eye, to paraphrase Chaim Potok from the book The Chosen, this brief blink of an eye that we're here on this planet in life? Why? Ayeka, where, where, where are we? Where are we in this stage of our life? Uh, this reality of our own mortality is extremely important. And I'm going to suggest, um, and some of, may, some of you may have read uh, Irving L. Ohm's Staring at the Sun or Ernst Becker's uh, book on the denial of death. But let me suggest to you that as we contemplate this question, Ayeka, the, the idea of our desire to live and when it meets the reality of our understanding that we will not live forever, that this class, this confrontation, really gives birth to religion. Uh, that's why we created myths and superstitions and rituals and rites and afterlives and gods. Because in the end, Ayeka, where, where are we? And, and, and we don't want to go. We don't want to go. It also leads to a longer conversation about this understanding of that we, we need people. This is inherent in Judaism. This is why the Passover Seder, for example, is so powerful that people gather together in family from generation to generation. Because in our hearts, as we riff on uh, uh, Genesis 2.18, we understand that it is not good for any of us to be alone. Um, so many people have been alone in these last couple of years. But really, we, 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 we need people. We do not want to be alone because it is in community and it is with other people that helps us to understand our life. And it is this embrace of society and people that gives texture in many ways meaning to our life. It's the Hebrew word livado. We don't want to be alone, existentially, existentially alone. So that first question, Ayeka, where, where are we? covers a lot of these issues. Second question, second question. From Genesis 37, 15, the context of which is um, Joseph and Jacob. Jacob ha uh, uh, is, is looking for his other sons. Joseph has been given the coat of many colors. Um, Jacob says, you know, your brothers aren't around. I want you to go out and find them for me. He does, and he goes and on his way in 37.15, he meets an Ish. This man, and by the way, this Ish, this man, and we don't know whether it's a man or an angel. It's another story for when we go into more detail. But this 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 Ish disappears. This is his one line in, in Torah, but in many commentaries, he, he tips the entire future history of Judaism. Matevakesh, he asks. Not who are you seeking, your brothers, but what are you seeking? And so this is the second question after Ayeka, where are you? What are you seeking right, right, right now in, our, in, in this stage of your life? Wh what are we seeking? This is a very, very interesting question to contemplate as we're going through this, this week of Passover. What is it that you want? What is it at this stage in our lives that we want? This is a time when we begin to take stock. We, we kind of like look backwards sometimes and want to know where we're going. 
baby boomers have done a very, very good job of, of recrafting this so-called word retirement and, and really doing many, many different things as a sense of fulfillment of Matevakesha. I want to now seek something different. Um, this search for meaning, it, 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 it channels Abraham Joshua Heschel's uh, uh, theology, where he, where he reminds us that we human beings are creatures in search of meaning. And so in searching for that meaning, it may involve actually taking a risk. And this is really, really crucial for those of, those of us, a lot of us in this stage of our life. How do we begin to understand and accept and say that Judaism gives us this permission never to stop going forward, never to stop being afraid to take a risk, never saying, I, I wish I could do this. So many people that we know get to a certain age and they they live in the land of woulda, shoulda, coulda in a house called if only. It's not a good place to live because we're still part of life. Uh, we all have enough regrets. This looking backward and trying to understand going forward is part of one of the tensions that we talk a lot about in our work, this tension of holding on and letting go. What at this stage in our lives do we really, really need to, to, to hold on to that gives our life meaning, that allows us to seek really what we want to do and what we want to be, and what do we need to let go of? What do we need to just say, I, I, and it's much more than downsizing the house and letting go of all the tchotchkes that are you know, on the wall and on the shelves. No, it's psycho-spiritually, what, emotionally, what, what do we need to let go of that's been holding us back, binding us, like Genesis 22 in the binding of eyes, binding us, that we need to let go of. I don't need this anymore. What, what are you seeking now? And in that search where we find meaning. And in that search, you know, it involves risk. It's the Genesis 12, by the way, if you remember that passage from Lechacha, when Moses is called upon to go forth into a world, to a land that he does not know. It requires faith, faith not only in a God, but really mostly faith in, in one's own self. This courage to go forth, to answer this question, at this stage of my life, what do I want? What am I seeking? What's really going to give me meaning? Great question. The third question. This is fantastic. It's a very powerful question. It comes from Genesis 45, verse 3. This is um, Joseph's reveal to his brothers, now that he's assumed a, a, a position of great power in the land of Egypt, and the brothers come in the famine. You know the story. And in this chapter, Joseph sends all the courtesans out, all, all the, the, the people from Pharaoh's court out, and he confronts his brothers. And he reveals himself. And he says, I'm your brother. I'm Joseph, your brother. And the very, very next phrase that he used, Odavichai, how's my father? Is my father still living? This is an amazingly powerful moment in the Torah. Drama, pathos, you can almost see it staged with a light shining, the room empty, a moment of quiet 
as Joseph reveals himself and says, How's dad? Odavi Chai. Is my father still living? Is he still well? It's a great question. It goes to the idea I'm going to suggest to you of, of, of really our own family of origin. And I think as we get older, we become more and more aware of those messages, the imprints that we had on our lives of our parents, our family of origin, all those voices that really never go away. You can spend, people spend thousands of dollars in therapy, but the, the tapes, that voice of mom or dad, or they're still in, we, we learn how to deal with them, but they're, they're always there. And, and how many of us go look in the mirror at a certain stage of our life and wonder, how, I'm looking at my father, I'm looking at my mother. We never really escape. And so in that understanding of Od Avichai, I'm going to suggest to you that we come really to an understanding in this stage of our life, in which we're trying to answer Ayeka, in which we're trying to answer um, these ideas of, the, the, of, 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 of meaning, we understand the choice, the power of choice that we have. You think about it. As we look back, as we look forward, as we try to answer that second question of Matibakesh, we begin to understand the choices that we have. And the choices that we have now in this stage of our life are very, very different than choices we had perhaps 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Um, the choices speak also to this concept of legacy, which I think is embedded in this phrase from Joseph Odavichai. How do we understand what we want to leave behind? How do we make choices that sanctify life? This is what Deuteronomy 30.19 is all about, and that phrase, and therefore choose life. But the B part of that verse, which we rarely remind you of, the B part of that verse says, says, you make choices that sanctify life, especially because the people who come after you will be blessed by them. I'm paraphrasing the text. Sooner or later, I think we get to a stage in our lives when we realize we don't need any more stuff. We got enough stuff. But we really have to start searching for and making choices about is what of us do we, do we want to leave behind to the next generation, to our children, to our grandchildren. This is um, this is very powerful. Odavichai. How do we make those choices? Well, we make those choices based upon a variety of factors. A lot of them come from our own family of origin and the messages that were given into us. Some of it comes from genetics, and some of it comes from uh, what I'll call it's a, for a longer conversation. The, how we choose to deal with the randomness of existence, just the, the things that happen for which we do not control. But the choices that we make now, especially, and the choices are varied. You know, uh, many of us who will listen to this know people who are dealing with serious illnesses and have to make choices that are not necessarily very, very happy choices. But choices have to be made. 
And some of us know people at this stage in our lives who really are now making choices that, well, how do I want to live the rest of my life? And do I move? Do I downsize? Do I go into an assisted living? Do I go into a continuing care retirement community? Do I finally do what I've always wanted to do? All these choices, they're impacted by all this universe of experience. And a lot has to do with how we were raised and those messages from our family of origin. How do we make these choices? How do we understand our legacy? And I think I'm going to suggest to you that that third question, Od Avichai, is my father still alive, really, really does speak to legacy. What of us do we want to leave behind? Because, you know, at the end of Pesach next week, we conclude with what one of my colleagues says correctly identified as the second second most important Yisker service of the year after uh, uh, Yom Kippur. And that's Yisker for Pesach. Because we're reminded throughout this week and the, the festival concludes with Yisker, with a memory, with really the ritualization in many ways of this question from Genesis 45, Odavichai. So this third question, I'm going to suggest to you, has to do with us and what we want of us to leave behind and how we make those choices. And finally, this last question. And this has to do with theology. Uh, yeah, theology has to do with God. And and we don't do a very good job of talking about this in, in most synagogues and most Jewish organizations. We just make assumptions. But we shouldn't make those assumptions because I think this is really, really important. This fourth question comes in, in Exodus 3. It's when Moses is being called by God, go to, go to Pharaoh. This is what I want you to do. I want you to go to Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go. And what does Moses say? Mi anachi. Who am I? <laughs> Who am I to go to Pharaoh? And this, this is a very, very powerful question because a lot of us ask that. A lot of us a lot of our kids are asking this right now in the midst of this pandemic and in the midst of bullying, in the midst of in the midst of questioning who they are and where they're coming from. A lot of Gen Xers are asking this as they're trying to struggle with raising a family and trying to answer questions as to what does all this mean? And a lot of us of our generation, too, continue to ask this question. Who am I? What What is this life been? What meaning, again, meaning have I given? Do what I have. This comes to, I'm going to suggest to you with a concept, what I call spiritual maturity. Spiritual maturity. Am I comfort comfortable? Am I comfortable in who I am? Or am I still living life that is being defined by other people? And part of this spiritual maturity has to do with an understanding that it's based upon an understanding of Genesis 1 and Selim Elohim were created in the image of God. I'm comfortable in my own skin. I am comfortable in being who I am. I don't need to worry about what other people think of me, especially at this stage of my life. The fact that each one of us are unique. And that has to go with this lifelong dialogue with God. Ehyeh. And this idea of Ehyeh, Asher, Ehyeh. Remember when Moses asked God for a name, he says, I, I, if you want me to go to talk to Pharaoh, I need a name. And in the text, it says, Ehiyah, Asher, Ehiyah. Some of the old translations translated as I am that I am. 
but it really is it's a future I, I my relationship with god is going to be constantly evolving it's going to be constantly there and part of our job is to constantly enter into this spiritual dialogue with this sense of mystery this this life force this being perhaps depending on how you define it that we call god and everybody has a different definition and there is no one way to understand this and not only that judaism gives us the permission to change that concept because hopefully the what you believe god was perhaps when you were 13 may not be the same belief when you were 35 55 75 or 95 I'm going to be what you want me to be when you want me to be it, how it speaks to you. That's part of a spiritual maturity, just as we have a chronological maturity. And part of that really is I'm comfortable with who I am. And thus I'm comfortable with how I see God. We need to have this conversation more and more and more. Who am I? Who am I? in this brief moment of time. You know, as I mentioned the book, The Chosen by Chaim Potach, he has this wonderful quote. The, the boy Reuben is talking to his father and says, what does all this mean? And the father turns to his son and says, you know, we're here for literally what is a blink of an eye. But it's not the blink of an eye that matters, dad says. It says the, it, what matters is the person doing the blinking, the eye that blinks which is another way of saying we are here for just that brief moment in time. We do understand that those why questions, we don't want to give it up. We, we want to live. But it's what you choose to do with this time that we have been given that really determines who we are. It's the choices that we make. Thus, these four questions, and I, 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 I offer them to you just to think about, just to think about during the Passover season and and maybe even during the Seder, um, no matter how many Sadarim you have, uh, either with family or friends or the synagogue or or model Seders or whatever. Genesis 3, Ayeka, where are you? Where are you spiritually, emotionally? Mativakesh, what are you seeking? What are you seeking? Genesis 37, 15. Genesis 43, 45, 3, this concept of legacy. Odavichai asked Joseph, how's dad? How is my father? Is he still alive? Is he still well? And Exodus 3, 11, Mianochi, at this stage of my life, who am I? Who am I? For Jewish sacred aging, let me wish all of you and your family a, a joyous, sweet, and most of all, healthy Passover. A thank you to Lubeckin Media for producing our podcast, and a special, very, very Chag Sameach to our producer, Steve Lubeckin. We'll see you next time, next week, here on Secrets of Meaning, the podcast arm of Jewish Sacred Aging. Again, I'm your host, Rabbi Richard Address. You can contact me at Rabbi Address at JewishSacredAging.com. And if you'd like to, and really do appreciate it, make a donation, a tax-free donation, that we can continue our work. Go to the website, JewishSacredAging.com. Go down to the 
donate button and just follow the prompts. Until next time, thank you for joining us. We appreciate your time. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Chag Sameach. Have a season Pesach. Shalom. Be well. Thank you.